Then help! All we have in the desert is Beer and Movies podcast contains explicit language and reviews movies with an R rating. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, I am not ready to start the week, bro. I am so upset yeah. that it's already Sunday night. I know, right? <laughs> like, why? What even oh, is a weekend? Uh, <sighs> it's the end of the week. By definition, it's not the start of the week. Yeah, but, you know, it's also supposed to be a time where you can just chill and not have anything to fucking do. But instead, it's where you have everything to do that's not work. Well, that's that's how our lives are. We, we don't live in the utopia where everyone can just do whatever. I know, and the one time we wanted to go camping and get away from it all, the smoke ruined it. But, you know, we're... Yeah, well, I can't complain because we just got the smoke, so... <laughs> Fires are almost put out, y'all. Nice clear day, though. Yeah. yeah, it was a beautiful day. It's been a windy couple of days. Oh, yeah. Well, today wasn't so bad. Yesterday, a whole fuck. Yesterday was like... Tornado was, without the funnel. Yeah, it was rattling the the apartment building. Holy crap. Yeah, it was rough yesterday. Anyway. Anyway. This well, is Send Help. All we have in the desert is Bear and Movies podcast. <laughs> Bear and Movies. <laughs> Bear, Bear and Movies. <laughs> uh. The podcast where we review beer and movies, in case that's not what you got from the, the title. <laughs> That's Tyler. <laughs> That's Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. Yes. I, I love the just, you know, baseline chaos that we have going into every episode. It's fucking yeah. great. Yeah. I love it. Well, it it's a good, it's a good, it gives people a good segue into understanding that this podcast is a hot fucking mess. And, <laughs> and, uh, that's, why do I feel so personally attacked all of a sudden? I, I don't understand. It's kind of good to be a hot mess. I enjoy being a hot mess. I'm a, I'm an organized mess when I need to be. However, this podcast allows me to be a hot mess. In a creative outlet. <laughs> I, 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 I see. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if I feel so great about being a hot mess. You don't have to be a hot mess. I'm saying me. Okay. I don't think I have the looks to be the hot mess anyway. I mean, I don't really, I mean, you, sometimes you can't just look <laughs> at a person and be like, oh, that bitch is a hot mess. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can look at a person and be like, ooh. And in this case. Dumpster fire. Yeah. However, yeah. me. You can't really look at me and be like, ooh, she's a hot mess. Like, I'm pretty presentable. I mean, let's be real. Like, 99% of all adults are, like, one little thing away from a complete mental breakdown. They are all a hot mess waiting to happen. Uh, yeah. 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 And this is a way that I can be a hot mess to where nobody actually sees it except for you. And <laughs> they just get to hear it. And they get to press pause or turn it off if they so choose. Let me tell you something, folks. Damn, yeah, like you Jesus don't get that option. So. <laughs> you count yourself lucky, holy shit. <laughs> it's really so not speaking, that bad. <laughs> so speaking of hot mess and needing to drink your worries away, let's uh, get into the beer of this week. So this week's beer is the epitome of this is what we have in the fridge. <laughs> so, <laughs> so both of us forgot to 
actually go get a beer well we're also recording on a day that we don't usually record so a little strewn about here but also i sent some i sent my boyfriend to the store and i forgot to remind him to grab the beer and so it's half my bad half his bad (laughs) well i was also a lazy piece of shit and could have gone out and gotten something but didn't yeah, well, look at all of us being humble. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. So, no, it's my fault, damn it. <laughs> no, it's my fault. <laughs> anyway, Sorry, so this... this... One, of the, one of the few times where we like, came off of just watching the movie, so we're all like super hyped, hyped up, up yeah. for it. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so this week is another Hop Valley Brewing Company beer. It is Bubble Stash. Hop- yeah, Citrus Mistress was Hop Valley. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. Uh, Bubble Stash, it is an IPA, and it is made with cryo hops, which I am going to have to look into. I don't exactly... Oh, wait. Uh, oh. Nope. The, nope. Mm. It just gives me the trademark Let's see of here. cryo hops. I, I don't see anything. Wait, wait. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. But Our why stash don't you... of mosaics cryo hops bring a blend of fruity tropical flavors and a touch of resin to this new age ipa don't you won't want to pass on to pass wow i can't fucking talk you won't want to pass uh this one also why are they putting resin in these things i i feel like resin is probably not something you're supposed to ingest interesting so what are cryo hops let me guess they make them really cold yeah kind of and then heat them back up again yeah it says well hops cones are frozen with liquid nitrogen then the lupulin glands are separated from the now nearly completely debittered leaf and low alpha bract the glands that make up cryo hops are the concentrated bittering and oil containing portion of the hops man why do they go be so bitter about it because they're hops (laughs) they're just mad because they don't got hops I think they got plenty of hops. I think you're mad because they have hops. Or maybe they have some mad hops. Well, what do you think? Well, it's most certainly bitter. And I bet it just tastes like another IPA to you. Actually, it's not. It's better than some of the other IPAs. It's not like so in your face about being bitter. Mm-hmm. Whoops, sorry. Um, it just kind of... It's like a more subdued taste. Like, if there was an IPA that I'd probably like so far, this is probably it. Better than the Twilight Ale from last week, even though yeah. that's not technically an IPA. Yeah, Twilight Ale's fine because it wasn't technically an IPA. It had the IBU thing in there, but that was... I think it had more IBUs than this did. Well, I also drank a couple more of those afterwards. Uh, so I think that means I'm probably okay with it. Yeah. Uh, this one... Now that I know what it tastes like, I'd be fine with drinking it. Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit more of the milder ones, I guess. I'm not really, I'm not really catching the fruitiness. No, I don't really not think really. that. No. I feel like it could have dealt with some more though. But I don't want that like hint of fruitiness because then it's a lie. I mean, this is even more of a lie because it says blend of fruity tropical flavors. But um, hello. We're kind of missing that. See it. I don't taste it. I don't taste it either. But I like it. It's what I've been drinking all day. It's what I was drinking at the ballpark, too. So kind of works out. Yeah. It's kind of funny that that's what... These motherfuckers went to a baseball game without me. Look, okay. It was a moved baseball game. Not planned. And we honestly forgot about it until, like, we woke up this morning. We're like, ah, fuck. 
Isn't it just so fucking awful that you forgot about a baseball game that you just had to go to? Oh, God, your life is just brutal. You can shut the fuck up now. <laughs> okay, it was a good time. I had a good time. I'm not complaining about having to go. It was just, oh like I said earlier, it would just be kind of nice to not have anything planned for a second. That's fair. Yeah. All yeah, right. but I did have a good time at the bowling at, at the bowling alley. <laughs> oh my gosh, where do I live? Basically, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I went to the ballpark. <laughs> Damn it. All anyway, right. all right, what do you give the beer? Uh, I'm actually gonna rate this pretty high for my IPA ratings. Probably like a three point eight. No, oh, like wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> God, we are such idiots. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I like this one a lot. I'd probably give it a 3.82. Creatures of the Wild. A 3.82. Wow, that's very A 3.8, comma, as well. <laughs> <laughs> But mainly, yeah, but so well, it's funny because so that's actually like high for me. Like, uh, what, like in my mind, I think that three point eight is high. Like three point eight. Yeah, but I think that three point eight may not be high as high in your mind as it is in mine. I just had a really stupid moment. What? Um, you said three point eight, and like three point eight, huh? And I'm like looking at the cans, like, wait a minute, this is six point two percent. And like, damn, that's not really that high of an alcohol content, Kendra. And then. I suddenly realized it, I had one of those moments again where, yeah. Where your, you know, your physics degree was not showing. Or my blonde was showing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nope, I like it. I like it a lot. Once again, uh, Bubble Stash by Hot Valley Brewing Company. Just one of those, one of those right in the middle ones. Not mind-blowing. I would say probably one of my biggest disappointments with this is that it does not give me a Bubble Stash. I mean, it could if you poured it in a glass. <laughs> I mean, we just rhymed. <laughs> it's like we're pulling some things out of our ass. <laughs> God, we are like that special 3 a.m. Everything is funny feeling right, right. now. Right. Are you going to finish that? Yeah, I'll finish this. Okay, then we're going to pause so I can go get another one. Wow. Look, I didn't get much of a weekend. <laughs> so you're packing it all I'm, in I'm on Sunday afternoon? Right now. <laughs> Did you get your extra beers? Is, are we fine now? See, my, end is, my opening is better than yours. I didn't get to really get a clear uh, clip of mine. Well, that was, sounded pretty good. I hope it came over. I hope it came good. to, too. It looks too. like it kind of peaked there. Yeah, my microphone is probably older than I am, so. Damn, yeah. that's pretty old. Yeah, it's even got dents in it and everything. It shows some good use, man. Uh, my mic uh, is only like five years old. Not bad. I have the same mic as you. It just won't fucking work with our equipment. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Somewhat the same. Yeah. Looks the same. Different connection. Yeah. Anyway, Tyler, you want to introduce the movie? Yes. We are covering yet another Edgar Wright film. We didn't really plan it that way. I mean, I guess we did, but I don't think we consciously did it. I think what it was was when we were originally making the list, I you said Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And I was like, wait a minute. 
Edgar Wright's fucking amazing. We got to do another one. And so I threw out this movie, which is Hot Fuzz. Now, the reason why I chose it instead of the other two of the Cornetto trilogy is because, in my opinion, this is, like, the strongest of the three. So, (laughs) if I had watched this movie before, it was during a period of my life where I was not remembering much. (laughs) So, <laughs> I she got like, really into the sixties, yeah, it was like yeah, the early twenty teens, yeah. Like if, <laughs> like if Charlie Manson were alive, I'd probably be a Manson child. But anyway, not really. Um, maybe I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, um, but I enjoyed it immensely. I had a good time watching it, and it's so funny because I had this picture in my mind about what this movie was, and that is cheesy dumb (laughs) there were some dumb moments (laughs) so okay so here's the thing here's the thing it is cheesy and dumb however the fucking camera work and the transitions and everything like we talked about with scott pilgrim last week it is that makes up for every single dumb comment made in this film like just the when they're gearing up and they go from the gun to the holster to the gun, it's like like in 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 very very quick succession and you don't even (gasps) seriously and it's it's, but it's so neatly done and it's so swift and you're just like oh but honestly like if you don't know to appreciate that you wouldn't appreciate it it this movie is very typical agarite uh editing work Mm -hmm. this is this is just fucking amazing also did you know this is like a fairly low budget film too yeah no i noticed that i'm like takes place in like three places yeah there's not a lot not a lot but they shot it in like five weeks on a like 10 million dollar budget i mean i think that the the gun battles were probably the most expensive part of this yeah the the fucking amount of money is spent on blanks alone jesus christ right and also you know you know squibs and everything like that did you notice when they did the uh the air rifle scene how when he was done there was the sound of a uh, bullet casing rattling around no <laughs> that's why i was like oh my god no but also that 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 part actually confused me a little bit because he bent the barrel in half and then shot yeah that's how some air rifles work oh yeah uh basically the whole like pumping the air like reservoir comes from you bending the barrel you stick the little bb or pellet in right there and then you click it back together oh interesting yeah no i mean i thought that he was like bending it and it was shooting while bent no okay yeah so i just Fun didn't see is, him those are usually the more high-powered air rifles you can well, get well no shit the guy was put in the hospital after he after uh butterworth yeah, they, and they don't shoot bbs they shoot pellets which yeah. are shaped like little tiny mini bullets and right they will fucking pierce skin if you shoot somebody within like 50 feet right and he was within like five yeah literally yeah. danny takes or danny who is uh nick frost uh takes the gun from nicholas angel played by simon Pegg, and like very stupidly just kind of whips it around and pulls the trigger and shoots the like attendant in the leg yeah Anyway, speaking of cast, let's get to this fan fucking tastic. T- uh, cast. It is a wonderful cast, and like forty five percent Harry Potter. Yeah, well, the, it's a it's a British. Of, yeah, it's a bunch <laughs> of British actors. It's a British director. It was shot in the UK. Like no, there's not anywhere that looks like that in America. 
It doesn't have to be American. It could have been like Canada or something like okay, that. Okay, I know, but I'm just saying like Scott Pilgrim. Well, Ca- Scott Pilgrim was Canada. Yeah. So never mind. I recant my statement. If anything, carry you on. should be happy that Edgar Wright is I so, said fucking such a carry fucking on. stickler for sticking on my I location. said fucking carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Make like I, British and fucking carry on. I recanted my statement. <laughs> so uh, jog on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly Egg exactly all right so because this is part of the cornetto trilogy there's basically two actors that are in every single one of them which is simon Pegg and nick frost because they're the ones who for the most part write these things you also have timbalty doll timbalty <laughs> god damn this fucking beer is getting to me man hi i'm timbalty <laughs> Okay, I'm naming my first child that. <laughs> oh man, I really hope, I really hope so. No, maybe so maybe if her. I get like a guinea pig or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a snorting. <laughs> speak, speak, I'm Timothy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! What the fuck is this? <clears throat> Anyway. Timothy Dalton of James Bond uh, fame. Timothy Tolton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you need to fucking chill. With okay. That shit. All right. All right. It's like uh, it's like saying Fuster Cluck, basically. <laughs> or Squatter Nut Bosch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, we are fucking giggling pieces of shit. It's like we fucking just smoked a shitload of weed before this or something uh we have a few english actors that people probably wouldn't recognize the name of but have seen in other things like uh the two detectives uh they're in a lot of other bbc i cannot fucking talk right now seriously you've had like half a beer get it together (laughs) come on tyler fucking fucking, you you can do this come on all right now punch yourself in the face (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so you have uh playing the two detectives that they interact with a lot uh you have patty considine and then raf spall these are so made up names oh my god but yeah they play the two andies the andies yeah the andies yeah <laughs> because they're so difficult to to climb or something like that because working like because working with them is like climbing a mountain yes there we go uh, you have Jim Broadbent, which people probably don't know his name, but I guarantee you've seen him in Harry Potter and several other things. Which like, one is he? He's the father. Oh, yeah. He's Horace Slughorn in um, Harry Potter, and he's also um, Harold in Moulin Rouge. And he's also in Cloud Atlas, too. Yes, he is. Uh, you also have uh, Bill Nye. Bill Nighy. Yes, and he is Rufus Scrimger in Harry Potter. He plays the uh, Metropolitan Chief Inspector, basically the police chief of London. And he also Uh, plays the uh, Christmas is all around me guy in Love Actually. God, what did he voice recently that I watched? Fuck. It's going to kill me. One second. I must do it. I must look this up. (laughs) He was... Oh, he was also in Shaun of the Dead. How about that? Which is the other Cornetto trilogy. He was in 
Oh yeah, that's right. He wasn't Detective Pikachu. <laughs> right, random. Sorry. I'm looking through the whole. He was in G Force, that fucking shit fest of a film. Oh, you know what? I'm not gonna look this up right now. Cause... <laughs> it, it was some animated thing where I was like, "Oh, that's right. It was Castlevania. He plays uh, their philosopher alchemist friend, who make is a lot more trouble than he's worth." All right. Um, uh, sorry. Fun fact for the day, kids. What? Castlevania was fucking good. Castlevania was good. You didn't watch it. No, I have not. <laughs> I'm just going along with you. <laughs> anyway, we have... I'm just trying to get the show God moving, bud. <laughs> All right. Then we have uh, Martin Freeman, who plays uh, a Met Sergeant. So basically, there's an opening scene where three pretty famous British actors all tell uh, Nicholas Angel that... After he... his commercial for himself. Yeah, after his commercial for himself. Uh, they basically tell him, you're making us look bad, kindly fuck off. Uh, We're sending you to this tiny little town. Yeah. And that's Martin Freeman. Martin, God, fuck, I cannot talk today. I do words good, people, I swear. We have Martin Freeman. Uh, where is his face? I don't see his face on here. Where is it? The, um, the this is what happens guy. when I leave Tyler to the research part of things. Yeah. I. He's not on this list for some reason. That's weird. Anyway, there's an intermediary guy who I the thing. So it's the guy. It's the scaffolding permit guy from the other guys. Uh, he also plays the director in Tropic Thunder. Yes, that guy. Up. Yep. I can't yeah. remember his name though. Can't remember his name. Nope. Nope. We'll have to look up Tropic Thunder or the other guys. Yep. You also have the goddess herself, Olivia, Olivia Coleman, mm-hmm. who is just a fantastic uh, actress. You have. And who is that? She was uh, the one woman Doris. police officer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, she is fantastic. What else is she in? She, in a lot of British things, it would turn out. Uh, she's in The Favorite. She is, uh, in Broadchurch. Uh, she is in The Crown, uh, in this movie. She is... None, of the, none of the things that I watch. Because you were like, oh, and she's in this, and I, like, was about to... <laughs> she's in Les Mis, so there's that. Oh, it's been a long time since I've watched Les Mis, mainly because I cannot stand. Um, She's in a lot of British George Clooney. What? Uh, British things? Yeah, yeah, I mean that's I how, that's usually how most of these actors are. Actually, she was really. Oh, she's in Murder on the Orient Express, the newest one. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. Uh, but she she usually plays a more mature role, not like old or anything, but just serious. Yeah. Not. No, she's funny I, in this one. I feel like Edgar Wright probably called in a lot of favors for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because for $10 million, the actors in this movie, you would not get them for just $10 million alone, no. let alone be able to pay for the rest of the movie. So there were probably a lot of favors called, because uh, I think like Martin Freeman, uh, he and the other like Metropolitan Police guys are on screen for all of like five total minutes. Oh, yeah. No, not very long at all. They probably filmed their scenes in, like, a day. Yeah. I imagine, like, they did all the shooting for the stuff at the village very separately. And then just, like, on a Sunday afternoon, just kind of, here's a police uniform, here are your lines, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, right, pretty much. Because they did... I've watched the behind the scenes for this movie, and they're all... One of the common, like comments of everybody even Edgar Wright himself is like 
how the fuck are we doing this? How are we filming this entire feature-length film in all of five weeks on this short of a budget? Well, I mean, that's kind of like what I... Everybody worked their asses off. I mean, we talked about this last week with Scott Pilgrim. I mean, it's one of those... It's one of those movies, and when... Especially when you have those actors that are only in there for such a small small amount of time, it's not hard to become those people and actually absorb what that... Yeah. what the director wants of this person yeah, and that but, so but they're in there for such a short amount of time that they don't have to focus on it that much except for the main people and that's fair but honestly though <clears throat> it might just be not a thing in the uk uh like film world but in hollywood you can find actors getting paid you know millions of dollars for a single like you know, 30 second cameo. Right. Like in the movie free guy that just came out with Ryan Reynolds, Chris Evans is in it for all of like five seconds. I bet his cameo was probably worth a few million dollars. Well, of course, but, but I mean, this movie also came out in 2007. So, so a lot, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know much about British film coming out around that time. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't really know much about British the British film industry, so I have no idea. It's, I don't really know much about the Hollywood film industry. Yeah, see, so. Around that time is also when like uh, Doctor Who was coming out with, I believe David Tennant was the thing at the time. Yeah, they had gotten him, who he's uh, Barty Crouch Jr. in yep. uh, Harry Potter. Potter, yep. Because I don't know if you know who David Tennant is aside from I, that. I, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably would have been like a very difficult person to pay the budget for yeah uh but he's also in Broadchurch, which is a crime drama which if you really like crime dramas and you like people who are actually really good at acting like hollywood level acting and not just like you know public ask disney disney channel acting yeah i highly recommend it it's one of the few crime dramas that i legitimately enjoyed and i don't fucking watch crime dramas like wow. ever <laughs> okay don't accuse tyler of watching crime dramas he just got really defensive even though nobody accused him of anything <laughs> no it was just like one of those things where you're the one who watches them all the time i don't because i'm just really not into that thing i enjoy them immensely exactly you mm-hmm. probably like it probably i think it's on netflix cool if i'm not mistaken cool i'll have Plus to check have it out a, a little bit of in it so yeah, uh, there are a lot of other actors. Uh, you've got David Bradley, who is Finch from uh, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter, who I didn't even know his name until just now. Uh, <laughs> so Noted. Uh, there, I think those are probably the ones you. Oh no, Rory McCann, who uh, anyone who's watched Game of Thrones will know as the Hound. He is. Uh, he plays a mentally challenged person. Who yarp. Yarp. Who can yarp. say yarp? And apparently narp, because that was apparently a thing. Narp? <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love how the music just, like, cuts out. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's actually get into the movie proper. So what was... Let's change it up. Not favorite scene, but favorite aspect of this movie. Like... Editing, film, cinematography, definitely, dialogue. definitely the cinematography. Like just, just from the opening scene, like I said earlier, it looks like it's like Simon Pegg character. Simon Pegg's character. See, you can't it, fucking I know. do it. Okay, on I, did you? <laughs> Simon Pegg's character 
is basically reciting a commercial for himself. Yeah, I mean, it's just to set up that he's actually... He's a badass. Yeah, he's a badass. He has awards. He is athletically fit. He's he's just number one in the police department, and he really wants to move up in the police department. Yeah. And, uh... But even just that sequence, the the feet, the 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 moving, the movement from the gun to the the, the long the, scene in the beginning where he's walking up, right, right. We where we thought that there was something wrong with the sound. Turns out it's just really, really quiet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, okay. There's no sound. What's going on? And it's just waiting for footsteps to be heard. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, really, really, the cinematography is something to be admired of this film he does and, the fucking match cuts yeah yeah bunch. like when when they're walking down the alley and um the horace slughorn guy i can't remember his name in the movie unfortunately um he like throws something to the back and then next thing you know he's the one clasping his hands over it like mm-hmm. and they're in a completely different area like yeah. he throws something back and then it shows him again closing his hands on something and they're not in their you know, maybe spot this, regalia or anything. This is supposed to take place like 20 years after the events of Harry Potter, so maybe that's the job he got afterwards. What, apparition? Hmm? What, being a police chief in Sand... Sanford? Sanford? <laughs> Gloucestershire? Gl- Gloucestershire. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, well, like, you know, it's like, oh, well, shit, my school has been exploded. I'm just going to go find another job. And so that's, that's how he's not, able to do that's it. That's not the, how Harry Potter ended. Details, details, technicalities. That's all they were. You want to fucking talk about technicalities with Harry Potter with me right now? Like, are we really not? We're not going to do that. This is not a Harry Potter episode. But no, it's not what happened. Neville went on to teach herbology years later, after the battle at Hogwarts. This, this, the church didn't, or the church, Talk about, the castle didn't explode. He taught those students about that good herb. Good herb. <laughs> Christ. Talk about low-hanging fruit, like low enough to like drag the fucking ground. Look, okay, most plant people are smokers. Well, yeah, they get to grow their own good well, stuff. Well, there's that too, but I mean, it's also like... I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably also tea drinkers. Yeah, probably. And it's probably that like bougie, like fucking, you know, liver disaster tea or something like that. I don't know. They just make it from scratch. Yeah. You know? Can't get it. Can't go wrong with the home cooked uh, tea. Home cooked tea. <laughs> yes. Home cooked tea, y'all. There's your other shirt. Not homegrown. <laughs> home cooked. Anyway, what, what's your favorite aspect of the film? Oh, fuck. Um, I've always been a big fan of the dialogue. The dialogue is my... It's a close second for me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Edgar Wright, either he's really good at dialogue, so I mean, Peg's really good at dialogue, or whoever they pay to do dialogue is really good at dialogue. Right. Whoever wrote the script is... It really strives the line perfectly of super witty, but also believable. Yes. Because there's no stumbles, there's no stupid thoughts i mean unless they're intentionally stupid like uh nick frost character is supposed to be a fucking idiot and there are times where he is a fucking idiot but then there are other times when he's not 
Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of like a give or take or a, a hit it's or one miss of those type doesn't thing. realize he actually had a good thought type thing. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> when re- uh, like when the Yarp guy gets thrown into the freezer. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like, so did you say something cool like cool off? Yeah, right. And he's like, and he's like, no, but you did miss when I. What did he say? You well, did. No, miss he's when like I, no, and he's like shame. Shame. That's where that gift goes comes from, guys. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Well, there was that bit that you missed where I distracted him with the cuddly monkey and said playtime is over, and then hit him in the head." You're off the, the fucking chain. You're off the fucking chain. <laughs> and it's so oh, funny God. because the bond that these two create throughout oh, yeah. the movie—it's so—it's so cute. It's like I—I I, I love the uh, like little illusions of like. They're actually in a relationship. Right. Like, where he's like, it's Danny's birthday. And he's like, Danny, why didn't you say anything? And he's like, eh, we're busy. It's we're fine. working. Yeah. It's fine. And so he goes and gets a, one of the lilies. Japanese peace lily. Japanese peace lily. This movie is actually the reason why that's my favorite flower. All right. Good yeah. stuff. It's not a particularly interesting flower. I mean, like, visually, it's basically just, you know, a white flower, but... The, it's like a white pod flower. Yeah, a white, mm-hmm. a, like a white pod flower, and yeah. But he like leaves in the middle of a police meeting. Yeah. To or in the middle of the police things, playing saying happy birthday to Danny. To go get to him. go get him a bunch of peace lilies, and then you know he witnesses a murder in the <laughs> process. I love that whole scene where she's talking about what's going on, and every time she mentions someone's name, oh, yeah. they're God all dead. Them. And so she's like, "God rest their souls." God rest their souls. What's her? What's Bless their them. names? Uh, Eve. Eve. I think Martin. Martin and, and the. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know. But every time she would be like, she'd be like, Tim. Tim. And she'd be like, well, Tim, God rest his soul, yada, 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 yada. Well, Eve, God rest her soul, yada, 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 yada. And Martin and Eve, God rest her soul. Yeah, right? And then, he's, <laughs> and then there's one part where she's like, Tim, Martin, and Eve, God rest their soul. Like, like, she's just, every time she says their name, she's so respectful. Even though they were like hell-bent on getting rid of her. So what? that kind of makes me think, how did you like the misdirections of the plot? So that were that were yes misdirections, but not at the same time. So that that's that's kind of what made me think that I had seen this movie in the past. Okay. Because I knew that they were misdirections. Like I knew how the movie ended. Oh, you know, okay. like so when he finally decides to touch firearms and come back and shoot out the whole city while <laughs> while the people of the best I, I love that of the scene year like yep. punch that shit they like <laughs> zoom off and stuff past the judges and they're like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, so the judges are the judges for the best village of the year, yeah. which is basically why that they have this cult that ensures this village stays the best village of the year. Yeah, Nicholas this entire time has been trying to piece together why these murders are happening. And to him, with his you know metropolitan mind, he's like, there's always something happening. And so he... He's trying to sew it together and everybody's like, eh, accidents like this happen every yeah. year because... Because around this time, because the judges, the judges are about to come, and yeah. they were just killing people off that were trying to get in the way of making this the village of the year. Yeah, that's the thing is he finds a plot line or a, a you know a whole like thing kind of linking all these people who died together and everything. And he's like, you did this because they were doing this, who were doing this, who's a councilwoman on this, and all this other stuff, um, and they're like. 
No. No, it's not that. Di- it's not. She that just di- had a really horrible laugh. Yeah, right. I fucking hated her face. And he was a horrible <laughs> actor. They murdered Shakespeare. What? Right. Oh. <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> that fucking joke just. They did what? Oh wait. Oh anyway. wait. Yeah. <laughs> and then why did the other ones die? Let's see. Why did the old uh, lady Tim, die? Tim yep. died because uh, he turned their uh, newspaper into a tabloid. Oh magazine right. So Tim and, died brutally. Yeah. Like, he was probably one of the more brutal ones. One of ones the from more deaths. brutal. It was it was very Final Destination esque. Oh yes, very much. It was very Final Destination esque. Wait, I wonder if Final Destination was going on during. I mean, this was 2007, so was it I yeah, I think so. I mean, I think this is probably in the midst of the final, the at least the first three Final Destinations, which are the superior or superior Final Destinations. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about the other three. We don't talk or, about them. Or the other ones, rather. Yeah. I don't know if there were three other ones. I, th- I only the last thing I remember is five. Let's see, Final Destination five came out in 2011. The first one, 2003, 2004. I'm going to say, before I read, I'm going to say 2000. Why did you take me to the fucking images? Why are you going to be so stupid? Uh, um, 2000. Oh, okay. good for you. Uh, so probably 2002 or two, I think 2002 is when the second one came out and then probably a couple of years later came yeah. the third one. So Definitely it's, could have been an influence right. for this if, one. if anything, it's at the tail end of the Superior Final Destination era. Yeah. But and, this guy, like, dies. So he's, like, he's a he's a tabloid journalist, and he tells he's Sergeant to, Angel, he's, yeah. he, he's like, meet me in the church courtyard. I have something to tell you. And... They're all waiting. And one of the murderers just kind of straight up pushes a big spire thing off of the top of the roof of the church and it just like comes down and like perfectly point down into the guy's head and just embeds itself in his you know entire area like it basically goes into his stomach goes in through the top of his head ends at his stomach and it's just lodged there in like the neck cavity thing and it, he does like the stumble and then like fall forward right but fuck but sergeant angel ran and tried like he, he was supposed to meet him. Yeah. And he had to call off the winners of the raffle or whatever. Yeah, he was the special guest. Yeah. And <laughs> so he pulls up Tim Tim Con Tim McConnell. Tim, Tim Messenger. Tim Messenger's uh name in the thing and he's like mm, mm, I wonder if this is coincidence. I gotta go and runs to the church courtyard and then right Just as he right as to... he turns into the church courtyard Tim's like oh hey and the next thing you know church fire dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's like Jesus Christ right and then the, and then the and then the the higher up from Angel the one higher up guy yeah. who plays who's Slorus Hug Slorus Hughorn <laughs> <laughs> man we are just on top of it with the fucking names. <laughs> That sounds like a very spoof Harry Potter character. It's like, it's like a porno Harry Potter character. <laughs> like Slorus Hughorn. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. What's wrong with us? Oh god. Anyway. Oh, he like He like follows... Um, 
Angel to the courtyard and there's this horrendous scene and there's kids and women and everything and he just like he's looking at the scene and he's just like kind of shooing them away with his hand he's like go away there's been a terrible accident that's it after Angel has been explicit in saying we don't like accidents because it uh, implies that no one's to to blame right and so once you've watched this movie once you go through again and you start picking up on these things like the greater good yeah at the very beginning is something that's said but only like one or two people say it and at the very end it's like a fucking cult and every time they say the greater (laughs) good the 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 greater greater good. good This. <laughs> Shut it! <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that's ultimately it. I mean, I every, quote this like, movie on an almost daily basis. I mean, it's very quotable. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think what we've come to realize is that most Edgar Wright movies are, are very quote- yeah, they're very, quite quotable. They're yeah. you know Tarantino esque and. Well, like um, I was telling you as we were watching it earlier, that like the the guy who's at the uh, the police like window when they first walk in and they're like explaining well where's this and all this and they're like i don't know nobody tells me nothing nobody tells me nothing that's my go-to response every time like dad asks you a question that you don't know the answer to well it's usually like dad or whatever didn't anybody tell you that we were all going to the lake this weekend i was like oh nobody tells me nothing (laughs) and yeah so now you know and knowing is half the battle Yep, no, I'm, okay. I could use that quite often in my life too, so it's fine. Yep. Yep. I I think the setup for the fact that they were twins was not exactly subtle. What, the Andes? <laughs> no, the uh two guys at the window. You have the guy who has like the nice combed hair and then you ha- who's the night shift. And then you have his twin brother who has like the messed up hair who's the day shift. Oh. I didn't even catch on to that. I there's, thought they were the same person. No, there there's one scene uh when he uh uh fuck, when Angel goes back, gets all the weapons and stuff and is about to leave and he's like, Oh hey, someone from London calls you. London. London. London, yeah. Not London. London. It's London. <laughs> <laughs> they all have to look at it and they're like London. And I'm like, you're in Britain. That is the capital. Oh. It is London. <laughs> Even I know that, and I'm not British. It's like a fucking but Australian. It's London. Yeah. It's it's like a person from sex is looking at it and say, Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Aus. Then? Yeah. Gosh, it's like a Key and Peel, like yeah. A. A. Ron, yeah, pretty Aaron much. Aronson, <laughs> Aaron A. Aronson. <laughs> what do you want us to do? Go to the fucking uh, phone book and start going at it. Half the people at this village, at this town, start with A. Aaron A. Aronson. <laughs> Turns out it's an actual like real person, right? This to. tiny child in this tiny village. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or P. N. Ian, uh, Peter Ian Staker. Piss taker? Yep. <laughs> that poor unfortunate man. Yep. Oh my god. I, yeah. I don't even want to imagine growing up with a name like that. Fuck. Right. <laughs> poor unfortunate soul. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> could, you sure said we'll poor just... unfortunate man. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't help it. <laughs> god have mercy on your soul. Right. <laughs> okay. What was your favorite scene? Oh fuck. Um, hmm. Damn, 
That's a really tough one. Because they're all, like, very equal in quality. Really? They're not, like, there's there's very few bad scenes in this film. I would say it's probably the, uh, a good favorite for me. I don't know if it is the favorite, but it's up there. Is when he's first, like, walking with Danny, like, the first few days on the job, and Danny's just asking a whole bunch of questions. Oh, my gosh. When he's like, <laughs> have you ever shot a gun while jumping sideways? No. Have you ever shot Have you ever shot two guns while jumping sideways? No. Have you ever shot one gun while jumping sideways? No. Have you ever uh, shot a man and had his head explode? No. No. <laughs> have you ever been in a high-speed chase? Yes. Yes, that is something I have done. Have you done. ever fired a gun out of a car during a high-speed chase? No. No. And then through the... Through the <laughs> Through the uh, remainder of this film, they do all of those things. So, you know why Edgar Wright made this film? He was getting tired of Hollywood cinema portraying comps as these, you know, badass action heroes and everything that was completely unrealistic because comps don't actually fucking do that or else they wouldn't be comps. They'd be fucking vigilantes, basically. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, there's so much emphasis on making, like, the paperwork and shit look super exciting. Yeah. Like there's there's aside from the people who are murdered, there's zero body count. Well, except for the guy that gets exploded at the end, but uh, Well, and the guy that gets exploded in the house. Well, no, I said except for the murders. Oh, okay. So you have the murders and then you have the guy at the end who accidentally gets exploded by a sea mine. Yes, okay. But even when they're going through shooting up the town and everything, everything is a non lethal shot. Yeah. Like they get Every, shot on the like shoulder. The entire or the leg shooting or sequence at the end you see a bunch of people get shot, but then you see that they're taking their mug shots at the end. Like they're, yeah. they're not dead. He this makes it a point. To, really, oh my really gosh. That one is fucking hurts. brutal. <laughs> that one is brutal. That's final destination shit too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Skinner, who's played by uh, Tim Multhy. Um, he's he, a, he's a pompous businessman. Yeah. He's a pompous businessman. Who is the manager of the local supermarket. And and the rest of the and the rest of the town really yeah and he they're in like this model town of the town uh, he slips on a model car and goes flying and impales through the bottom of his chin up through his mouth uh, onto the church like one of the spires on the model church and is just kind of there like yeah, underneath the tongue and everything he's still alive. And just in great pain, but he can't move because he's just stuck there. Yeah. No, it's 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 brutal, but he doesn't die. He doesn't die. Also, like, what were what was your impression like? We're going through it. It's all, you know, nice and chipper and all that. And then the first murder scene happens. You're like, whoa, holy fuck. Where did, when, did, when did Quentin Tarantino come into this film? <laughs> Remind me of the first murder. I'm I, sorry. I it's, this is the first and only time the, that I've watched this film. Martin Blower and uh, Eve... Oh right, with the heads and the yeah. and the car crash. With the heads and the car crash and yeah. the accident. Yeah, and... right. So um, <laughs> honestly, it wasn't that like whoa for me because I'm kind of used to that stuff. It's very However, much just a very heavy shift from yeah. the cheeky kind of cop buddy comedy. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're looking at two decapitated heads on the roadside and yeah, you're like, yeah. Whoa. Um, honestly, I thought it was. I'm actually quite surprised that this movie came out when it did. Yeah. I think that it was so well shot and that the effects are so well done that I'm surprised that it's a British film in 2007. Yeah. 
because what once again like in the behind the scenes well, I, mean, I highly we, recommend if you watch this movie and really like it i highly recommend watching the behind the scenes because it enlightens you a lot well i mean <laughs> we watched we just finished the departed which is 2006 yeah hollywood and it's shit compared to the cinematography here in this one. <laughs> seriously well, and it won best noticed? picture at the oscars yeah but have you also noticed that uh british tv tends to have a very different look to it a little bit darker a little bit more, well i mean it has a lot it's more kind of blue like in it. yeah it's kind of like the 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 environment in which they live you know yeah. more cloudy more i feel like the school of thought on like lighting and stuff is a little bit different at least with more cool tones a little bit more cool yeah. tones there's a lot more emphasis in making like the bottom of the screen a little bit more like warm feeling yep kind of to give that sense of it's overcast hey guess what uh but also they shoot in a different frame rate because they're not idiots right we had the uh 29.4797 something seven uh frame rate that is typically shot here in the u.s for some reason uh that i'm forgetting and then you have what they do over there which i think is either a flat 25 or 30 it's like why the fuck would you not just have the nice round number yeah i don't understand i don't i I don't understand (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't either. But I mean, enlighten me. It's just it's crazy to think that the, those two films are a year apart. If you really, really, <laughs> really look at the cinematography between The Departed and Hot Fuzz, yeah. which I was expecting to be a stupid fucking comedy <laughs> that I would not enjoy. Oh yeah, no, seriously. I went into this like it was a fucking Edgar Wright film. Why okay, would you expect that? Okay, but please let me tell you that I didn't understand who Edgar Wright was. I knew that he did Scott Pilgrim, and mm-hmm. I enjoy Scott Pilgrim, and I love Scott Pilgrim a lot. However, I never did my research into what else he did. So Scott Pilgrim, as far as I know, now Hot Buzz, mm-hmm. are the only two Edgar Wright films that I've ever known. So the only four that I know of are... The Coronado Trilogy and Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. So and they are consistent uh, fucking bangers all the way through. Okay. Uh, Sean, I... I I said earlier that Hot Fuzz, I think, might be the strongest of the three, but that's like... So I think the reason I think the reason why I'm so reluctant with these films, which I also re- I wish that I could take that back because <laughs> I, I enjoyed Hot Fuzz a lot. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. And my poor, poor, my poor boyfriend came in like without actually through. understanding the film and he was making comments and I was just like, please, please just stop. Just, you, you don't understand. There's, don't there's understand. reasons for these things. Like, yeah. The fucking swan. Right. The fucking swan, man. <laughs> this reoccurring joke. Right. Finally pays off at the end. Like, right. fuck. Right. So the, but, the guy... So, like, yeah. like, I'm just... I'm, let me just finish my thought yeah. here. So, I never really... Like, I think that the, the one that I always based it on was Shaun of the Dead. Ah. And I also didn't know that... The, pe- the person who did Scott Pilgrim did these until you told me just a oh, couple of weeks ago. I okay. had no idea. Um, so there's that. Huh. But I don't care for zombies. That's fair. I don't like them. <laughs> I like They don't excite me. They don't incite interest like they're just fucking another zombie shit i think you know like i can't watch the walking dead i can't watch like this new the new season the new season of american horror story is 
borderline zombies. Okay. And I struggle, but I'm I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. It's more vampires so... than zombies, which is why. But if it's just Zombie Land is one thing. Like I enjoyed Zombieland. I did not really enjoy Zombieland Two. It wasn't as good. No, but I did enjoy the first one. If they had done Zombieland Two within a couple of years of Zombieland One, it would probably have been fine. Right, but actually, that makes me think that I'm going to enjoy Shaun of the Dead because I liked Zombieland Two. So it's going to be kind of along those same lines. So you haven't it's seen of Shaun like of a, the Dead? No. So the whole movie takes place over the course of like 24 hours. Okay. It's a literally one day. Zombie pop clothes. Okay. That they go through. <laughs> All right. And the whole point is it's a commentary of basically being a lifeless zombie worker and how you basically look like a, and act like a zombie through the whole thing. All right. It's, but it's pretty funny. It has the same kind of humor. As, as Zombieland? Well, kind as, of? as Hot Fuzz. Oh, it's okay. A fucking... Well, yeah. Edgar Wright. Yeah. And then you had The World's End. Peeves, you've, you are such a fucking cat. <laughs> If I fit, I sit. Yeah, he's in a fucking box. Then he's like partially closed. So he's like, I am hiding. You cannot see me. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll post anyway. a picture. Uh, uh, there we go. We yep. got the picture. We got it, guys. We got it. Let's go. We got it. Don't worry. Photographic um, evidence. <laughs> anyway, the, the third movie of the Cornetto trilogy, uh, The World's End, is about a bar crawl or pub crawl, as it would be in the UK, because... Don't have bars they have pubs yes uh, which is funny in Shaun of the dead where every time butterman is like you want to go do something and angel's like well what do you think and he's like i don't know pub the pub <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do in a small town you just fucking get drunk because you're in a small town where there's nothing to fucking do uh they also do uh mention that in Shaun of the dead too uh, every time uh, he comes up with a new, a new plan of what to do, it's like, okay, we're going to go get my girlfriend, get her friends. We're all going to load up uh, in the car with uh, my parents, and then we're all going to go to the pub, uh, have a pint, and wait for this whole thing to blow over. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the pub and forget this is even happening. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> also, she was talking about hot fuzz with the whole, we don't know what to do other than just go to, go the, to the pub. Go to the pub, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, God. So what did you think of the like heavy switch into like actual action film there at the end? So like I said, that's pretty much the only scene that I remember makes me think I've already seen it. So, well, you might've come in midway through or something. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, I liked it. I mean, you know, it was one of those things where my boyfriend was like, well, that's why you always have a gun. And we're like, you don't understand why he doesn't have a gun or the fact that everybody in this town actually carries a fucking gun it may be britain but everybody has a gun like, everybody in the mum yeah, yeah yeah who has a gun farmers and their mums and their mums <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah which is yeah the fucking andy's fan yeah yeah if you've ever seen the other guys which i'm gonna bring up again they're kind of like the rock and samuel L. jackson in the yeah. other guys but white and british yeah. and yeah, they look very similar yeah they look like their brothers but they're both named andrew yeah and they're, they're not actually related in real life yeah they, they have, have like a they have a yastrzemski porn stash going on yeah. which if you're a, a baseball fan you know who that is but and one has just like straight hair and then one has curly hair. Yeah. That's pretty much the only difference between the two. Is the hair, yeah. 
Uh, and the sunglasses. You don't realize how white their teeth are until the one guy gets hit with the Balinese. Like oh yeah the face and you're like holy shit you have white fucking teeth oh, right my God. he gets hit with the Polynesian, ah. and the other guy's like no andrew <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> and the guy's like it's fine it's fine it's just Polynesian." <laughs> <laughs> it's like a jar of like red sauce marinara basically. sauce yeah <laughs> yeah it's hilarious it's fucking stupid it is stupid and also let's talk about that scene again because <laughs> the fucking deli counter that thing is a fucking like, like they need seed whoever wall. built that deli counter with the deli glass needs to get in touch with the army because they need to make their their planes yeah. their their tanks, tanks? Oh their God. UTVs everything out of they, the fucking glass that they put in this deli counter six police officers with fucking like you know machine guns and rifles and shit shooting at these two guys throwing cutlery over the counter at them hiding behind this little like you know curved glass counter and that counter is just tanking the hits from those bullets like you might see like a little spark as it glances off but there's no marks there's no cracks no it's nothing. not shattering from bullets yeah but let like, me Jesus tell you Christ. what does shatter it <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what does shatter it they think they're like he's like he looks over and sees the line of carts uh angel does what do you want to do and he's like idea <laughs> and next thing you know they're ramming a bunch of shopping carts into the sh- into the deli glass <laughs> and that's what shatters it not shotguns no not shotguns no. Mm-hmm. No. not police grade rifles not not handguns, nothing. But a bunch of shopping carts will fucking do it. I love uh, the one chick. She like comes around the corner with like a fucking toothpick of a knife, just like screaming her head off, and then just boom, whacked across the face with the fucking uh, oh wet the, floor the sign. wet floor sign. Yeah, the <laughs> the assistant to the the hoity toity businessman who was yeah. the head of the cult, pretty much. She's a dancer, man. Yeah, she's a dancer, and she what's her name? Melanie, Melody, Pff, something like that. Know. I don't know, but the only like there's like two women in this film. That actually the like the, the hot the hot blonde who's dumb. Yeah. And then the one woman police officer who tries to fit in by being a woman police officer. Wow, you're and... really gonna fucking sit on my laundry like that, you piece of shit. Anyway, hey. sorry. Hey, my poor cats are getting such a bad rap today. You no. you have told me today even. He's an asshole. He is an asshole. But don't okay. call him, he's not a piece of shit. Okay. You're an asshole. He's an asshole where pieces of shit come from. Yeah. That's... <laughs> he is the origin of pieces of shit. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. But yeah. <laughs> uh, also, after that, then these fucking, like, fruit aisle guys come and just start chucking pieces of fruit. <laughs> they chuck pieces of fruit at them, and then all of a sudden they start shooting at them. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> Yeah, they start chucking fruit and everything. He's like, okay, we need to go do with this. Are you guys find a handle this? Like, yeah. Just chucking fruit, right? It's like, bro, I'm just chucking fruit at you. You don't need to shoot your 12 gauge at me. That'd be great. No, he's got a fucking, like, Springfield rifle. Whatever. This thing is going to go through them. Yeah. Not just take out a chunk at them. It's like, fuck, man. Right, I'm just trying to, I'm just chucking fruit at you. 
it was it was an extreme reaction to a minor action. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. So they could be like stop throwing the fucking fruit. Right. Look, okay, you're throwing fruit at guys in heavy armor, helmets, and guns. You this don't is not a smart idea. No pro- <laughs> no projectiles towards people dressed like that. Regardless, this guy if- fucking took Balinese to the face, and he's fine. Right? What do you think of throwing a fucking pineapple at him is going to do? Right. Fuck all. That's yeah. what I'm telling you. No, I think they were just trying to distract him so the deli people could get away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. 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 And then... Uh, Let's see what else was there. The the mom and pop shop, the bar, the pub, oh, yeah. the owners of the pub. He they're said, funny throughout the entire thing. Well, so they're the first thing. They're like one of the first couples that uh, Angel well, meets because well, he, he goes to the pub and he goes to the hotel, checks in, which is a fucking phenomenal scene where she just like looks up to him and calls him a fascist. Yeah, and it's like, oh, you know, it's you know. Something in her crossword, and he's like, oh, it's fascism is what you're looking for. And he's all, she's all, hag. And she's all, excuse Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Old lady who is ugly and scary, or something like that. It's 12 down. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And then those are the the words that they say to each other after they, like, (laughs) she's shooting at him, and she's like, fascist, and he turns around, and then... Funny thing about the gun she's using is a Sten, which was used by the French Resistance in World War II. Hmm. So it kind of is funny that she's calling him a fascist using that gun, yeah. and they are literally just killing people for minor grievances. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And so he turns around, and then he shoots her in the shoulder, I think. Also, they play up this like little Sten, which is supposed to be like a submachine gun, like, you know, only... 15 inches long they play that up like it's a fucking like gatling gun yeah like a bazooka like jesus christ it's it's like they just set up like a huge mg and she's just oh yeah it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like the scene in uh inglorious bastards when they're shooting hitler and it's all like there's some yeah like there's some like huge recoil to it (laughs) but it's in slow motion you know when um uh uh, eli roth is shooting hitler and he's all and his cheeks are flapping and, you know that's kind of like what's happening to this old lady and then he shoots her in the shoulder and he's like hag well you no know, he doesn't shoot her he shoots a thing that's above her he does that a lot they do that a lot where well, they it's shoot... he's trying not to kill anybody right exactly yeah even though you know he shoots the bear trap and it comes and gets the guy right in the neck it's like whoa right but fuck. but also the guy who plays horace slughorn <laughs> i can't i can't pick i can't remember his name in the movie which is why I keep referring to him as Horace Slughorn. It's fine. Um, it's Chief Butterman. He does the same thing. Yeah, Chief Butterman. Thank you. Because yeah. um, I remember Butterman, and then I always forget that he is uh, Danny's, Danny's dad, yes. that, which is something we probably should have mentioned. The only that, reason why Danny is a police officer is because his dad is the police chief. Right. Let's, let's be honest let's here. Let's be honest yeah. and clear about this. this yeah. That is it. However, he do, like we said, he does have his spur moments. Yes. Um, but he does that, too, when he's... when when uh, So the, the minor police, just the police force, have mm-hmm. no idea what's going on they in the think- higher-ups. They just think that they're... This is how they were raised. It's how it's always been, is that yeah. mysterious deaths happen around this time of year. Whatever. 
And Accidents so they're not out. in on the, we're killing these people because they make our village look bad. Yeah. Not that the murders make the village look bad or anything. Well, no, because no one cares. They're just like, oh, they moved. Because it's such a small village. They yeah. moved out or something like yeah. that. Because uh, the gardener lady who was actually a part of this group and was in on everything, she's like, I'm yeah, trying to get out of here. I'm just going to sell my land because apparently it's fucking, you know, made of boku amounts of uh, fucking cash. And then they catch wind of it. And as he's buying flowers from her and she starts spewing off a whole bunch of shit. Uh, and he's like, hold on a second. He's like, he's sewing together his own knowledge with the knowledge that he is gaining from yeah, her. She's basically being this huge ex- exposition dump. Well, he, so he came in a sergeant, but he keeps getting assigned as like these grunt. lower grunt work beat cop. Yeah. Assignments, you Which know, guarding. Some sergeants still do that. Well, no, of course. I mean, that's fine. But he, the police chief. Yeah. Butterman would always be like, okay. Put on your rain cap because you're standing outside. Or yeah, instead of actually helping with an investigation, he's usually the one who's having to fucking get the shit work of standing there, directing traffic away from it, or just standing at the barricade watching people walk by, things like that. It's all shit grunt work that has nothing to do with the actual investigation itself. Right. When he's trying to figure stuff out, but little does he know that you know he's dealing with an army here. Really, the people who run every business in this town are killing off these people for such fickle little th- reasons. Man, the audacity that yeah. he had when he was like, oh, all right, okay, you all need to come with me. Yeah. It's like, you're outnumbered like 12 to 1, dude. Oh, right. They might be all like old people. Right, when he caught wind. So he, so the Yarp guy yeah. was sent to kill him. kill him, and he overpowers him, does the, <laughs> you know, the peace lily over his head and then the there's a walkie talkie and the <laughs> like, uh, did you do it yarp is, is he, he dead, dead? Yarp. yarp is he not going to get up narp <laughs> good meet us at the castle <laughs> right yeah oh my god and so and then so that's the thing you know they they, they start from the beginning okay so we got to talk about the fucking mime guy and then the hooded <laughs> the people. living statue yes the living statue <laughs> there's so, a lot of like side background bits that go on in this movie yeah. that just c- come up right so the there's this there's moments. this one guy who is part of the hooded figures which we'll get into in a sec he's this who, fucking crazy Crazy guy. And he, so the thing is, is that you could see everything that happens in this town over surveillance cameras. Yes. And he is in charge of watching the surveillance cameras. And he is fucking nuts. And he is knucking futz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're on the, on the trend of fucking things up here. Um, but th- things, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I can't, I can't even fuck up. I fuck up the fuck up. Like, yeah. <laughs> goddamn. Um, but he, he is obsessed with this guy who does basically Las Vegas Dress, dressed like, paints, it, like it paints himself in gold statue just, guy. He just stands there and he's just like, this is at one o'clock. This is at two o'clock. This is at three o'clock. So and he doesn't same, move just, at all. Yeah. And he is just so peeved by this <laughs> statue guy. And that is his first priority he's like i don't give a fuck that these people are dying they are very much averse to any sideshow act and everything in this town it has to be 
picturesque Disney levels of town. Yes. Uh, yes. They want it to eyes. be very clean cut. They want it to be very mom and pop. They want it to be picturesque. No weirdness whatsoever. So they end up killing everybody, everybody and they bury them in like underneath the town. You know, there's a point in time where uh, Angel falls through the roof of an RV into the tunnels. So I have a question for you because okay. it's a little bit of a tangent. But when they confront, I can't remember if this is, I know we just watched it, but I can't remember if it's in the scene where he's confronting the council in their hoods at the castle or if this is when he's confronting the police chief and the rest of the police show up in the bar where the police chief is like, I'm going to make Sanford great again. Uh, I think it's the bar. Okay. Yeah. And I remember watching Cinema Wins do this movie and he's like, oh, if they had only known what was going to happen in 10 years with that phrase. Because when you think about it, it's kind of a lot of parallels. Not to get super political here, but yeah, I'm getting a little bit political. No, explain but, yourself a little bit, but... Uh, well, because, you know, the Make America Great Again. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, good thing it takes place in Britain, so really the parallels yeah. are they probably circumstantial. Then come up again, yeah, I mean, it, but they do have Boris. <laughs> they do have Boris over there, which is basically just a British Donald Trump, so it's fine. He's a British Donald Trump who actually, like... Cares about people. At least to a certain extent. But he also understands how things actually work. I'm going to just act like everything I says go, and when it doesn't, I'm just going to say, no, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? It's fine. Anyway, we're not a political podcast here. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. But ultimately, they win. They win. The good guys win. Yeah, after... After a... Maiming everybody. Fierce gunfight and... The fucking swan coming in The fucking in clutch. swan, yes. Coming in clutch. Yes, so the swan is an issue throughout the film. <laughs> it's one of his first high-energy assignments. assignments in San Sanford. You got from Piss and, Taker. Yeah. yeah. P.I. Staker. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he's trying to catch the swan because it's just an aggressive bitch. And um, in the end, he ends up... Catching him, the swan, and so then using it to his advantage. Yeah, they're in this high-speed chase at the very end, uh, chasing down uh, Chief Butterman and Skinner, who is the uh, Timothy Dalton. Uh, the swan just appears on the road, makes them veer off and go fucking careening, yeah. which the amount of airtime that this... that this and the, A lot of cars in this movie get a yeah. lot of airtime that would probably <laughs> wreck their shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, like what are a, what even are axles? I feel like in this particular shot, they shot it like five different times, and we're just taking bits and pieces of those different five instances because it's very clear. Like some of them were only like five feet off the ground, and then one's like twenty feet off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they swerve and go over, jump over this hill into the model town, and then you have uh, Nicholas and Danny coming around. And they're like, swan! And they, like, you know, do the whole pit maneuver, just, like, slide to a stop. Yeah. And then, like, the, you know, super serious, like, music kicks in. Yeah. They reet, get reet, at- reet. <laughs> Not really. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> it could work. It's just like, you know, low strings, just like boom, 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 yeah. boom and all It's that. like cop, cop, cop theme. Yeah, cop yeah. theme goes, hop out of the car, grab the swan, put it in the back seat, and it's just like chilling with the boys. Uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's kind of like the cougar in uh, Rocky, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Like just, where it's just, just chilling sitting in right the back. In the back. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Which... There's a door missing to this car. I'm I know. surprised that this one did not <laughs> just hop out just, when they got just, out. He's like, cool, I belong somewhere. <laughs> Yay, I've been found. I found my tribe. <laughs> His flock, if you will. <laughs> hey guys, can we can we can we like make a point in like a V formation? That'd be great. <laughs> Oh, those are Canada gooses, not swans. Yeah. Sorry. Never mind. Canada Derp. Geese. Canada gooses. Geese. Gooses. Geese. Have you ever watched Letter Kenny? Yes. Okay, Canada gooses. I'm sorry. Are you an educated person? Are you? Do you have a problem with Canada gooses? Because if you have a problem with Canada <laughs> gooses, then you got a problem with me. And I suggest you let that one marinate. Pump those brakes there. I don't have a problem with geese. They're the spot of devil. I had the problem with you saying gooses. Because you were an educated individual and I know you know it's wrong. I have a problem with you not understanding the reference. I No, I understand the reference perfectly fine. <laughs> Ever since that episode, I will never say geese again, even if it is proper. I say gooses. I swear to God, if this is one of those things where it's wrong, but it gets used so often that people just accept that, yes, it's right now. Fuck. You you don't have to do that with me, but with me it is gooses, especially Canada gooses, regular geese, the white geese, the Hong Kong geese. <laughs> <laughs> those those I'll call geese, but Canada gooses are gooses. I'm sorry, but they even have Canada geese in Texas. Yeah, they but, fly south. No, for they the have winter. Canada gooses in Texas. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna. We need to have to fight off a goose with a fucking golf club. I think Tyler's about to have a brain aneurysm. (laughs) Where will you get it? Through your fucking skull. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, is there any other point that you want to make about this movie? Oh, man. I don't know. Like, I feel feel like the reason why our Edgar Wright uh, film episodes have been pretty short is because they are just. They are packed full of just so many little details yeah. that you can fucking gush over for hours. hours. Yeah. If we did the same thing that we did for Joker, but for like Scott Pilgrim. Right. Oh my God. Like we basically hit runtime with the Joker thing. We would have probably tripled it. Yeah. With, Stop- with Scott Pilgrim. Just... It would have been, nah. Just If you want the fucking play-by-play... And I know I said fucking really weird for some reason. In the fucking. Fulkin. The fucking. Um, go watch Cinema Wins. They do the play-by-play. Or Cinema Sins, whichever one you fucking prefer. You want to be an optimist or a pessimist? Fucking have at it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you tell them, Tyler. <laughs> uh, but they do a great play-by-play. Cinema Wins. Everything that makes this movie great. So... All the shit that we're talking about with cinematography, dialogue, all that stuff. He covers it for all Edgar Wright films. I 
swear you'll have a more enlightened experience with the rest of your life if you go watch these things. Yeah. These movies in particular, but all the supplemental material also helps. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, if we were a visionary podcast, we might be able to help you out there, but... Well, I, I think we can be pretty visionary, but visual is kind of limiting, you know? That's fair. All right. <laughs> all right. So what, what is your rating? My rating. Objective scale. Okay. 7.2. Okay. Okay. Fun okay. scale. 9.7. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you make some pretty fun movies. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably the least... Probably the movie we'd say, at least I would say, is probably the lowest on the fun scale is probably Shaun of the Dead, because there's not like a lot of action or anything. If you really are a big fan of funny dialogue, oh my god, you're going to have time with this. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I would say for fun scale, for me, it's probably up there as well, like a 9.7. Yeah. And then for dialogue, not dialogue, for objectively good scale... Because I'm coming from a place where I know, like, having watched all the behind the scenes and everything, it's like, I know, like, why they made did certain things, and it makes so much fucking sense why they did certain things, even though they were, you know, tight budget, everyone's basically working 80 hours a week and shit. Yep. This, to me, is, like, at least 8.5, maybe Fair. bordering on a 9. Okay. Uh, so well, 8.5 and 9 are 0.5 apart, I know. so... Just depends on what you're feeling that day. Well, this or... is a movie that I have never not enjoyed. Enjoyed. I've never not seen it like on TV and not stopped and just watched it. Right. No, it's wonderful. It's it's a great film. Like like this also has some like nostalgia factor or um, sentimental value to me because this is like one of me and our uncle's favorite films. He loves this movie. He finds it fucking hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is fucking hilarious. And just like Scott Pilgrim, it just has like those, those like really quick, if you're not paying attention, you won't understand Which is why how I kept hilarious pausing it, it is. Yeah. I got up to like do something in the kitchen or go to the yeah. bathroom or something. I was like, no, you, you have to, we have to, to watch this. this. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's just little things like, uh, yeah, I'm beginning to think that she really isn't older men. My uh, friend's cousin said he uh, figured out the pump. <laughs> what? You're right. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets oh, it, it gets a little crazy, but it it's it's definitely it's one that I'll probably watch again. Yeah. Very soon, honestly. I think Parker was missing a lot. Uh, yeah, and that's first, that's like, another thing. Like, I I think that he'll really enjoy it. And that's why I was kind of bummed that the day didn't work out the way that I wanted it to, so he could watch it with us. But I'm probably gonna watch it with him soon because I think I, I think I have it for like 30 days. I don't know. We uh, had to we had it. to rent it on Amazon. So on Amazon, the way it works is when you first rent it, you have 30 days to watch it, and then after the first viewing, you have 48 hours before. Oh it yeah. Away. Well, that's fucking dumb. It is fucking dumb. Well, so there's if you have a Cinemax add-on. On Hulu yes. or any other Cinemax add-on anywhere, or you can watch it. Or premium on Hulu or premium on Amazon, which you would think Prime would be premium, but no. Well, I think that the premium is Cinemax. Oh, I okay. think that that's what they mean. That it's like a sense. premium add-on thing. Um, you can also catch this on cable a lot. Yeah, it's, it's surprising how often this particular movie. But comes the problem up on cable. is, is the editing. Yeah. I mean, if you think about how like gory some of the deaths are. 
really notice very many because it's like gruesome. The only thing, but it's I also do. probably one of those movies that you can find in the five dollar bin at Best Buy. Yeah, like let's be real. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, which, which means... is funny because they're always looking at the, like two dollar bin. Right. It's <laughs> exactly exactly. There's an ep- there's a seat there's a scene where Butter Butterman is looking Danny, through yeah. is looking through the cheap bargain bin of movies, and honestly, that's probably where you'll find this movie, which is really unfortunate because. Damn. Just like Scott Pilgrim, just like anything like that, just the camera work alone is something that I feel has gone by the wayside or has been if I completely to... not recognized as what it really is, which yeah. is gold. Magic, gold, Hollywood, mwah, British cinema, mwah, I don't care. Like the, the camera work alone is insane. Edgar Wright for me is one of the few directors where I can really without really even questioning it, pinpoint a movie he's made just by the editing and the cinematography alone because it's very particular. It is. It's kind of like J.J. Uh, Abrams, how he always has those like lens flares and shit. I have a hard time with J.J. Abrams. It's hit or miss with me. I but, get really motion sick. But like really in Star Trek sick. and stuff, there's a bunch of lens flares and all that stuff. It's very Abrams. Yeah. Well, I mean, lens flares make sense in space. Well, also in like the prequel trilogy for Star Wars and the third movie. Space. Yeah. But that's directed by whoever. I, I, I'm thinking it's George Lucas. I'm pretty sure it's George Lucas. I can't remember if he was retired from the director role at that point because I don't have that off the top of my head. But Steven Spielberg actually directed a scene in that. And it's very noticeable how different the directorial direction was for that one scene that he did anyway anyway kudos to you if you know what scene i'm talking about if you don't i, don't. Uh, I do not it's a scene really close to the beginning after the space battle and everything and after the of what con- what film uh revenge of the sith okay episode three uh after the thing with dooku and everything and they're in the spaceship falling from orbit coming down to coruscant that scene of them falling through all the way up to where they're stopped and in like the bridge and everything that whole sequence was filmed was not filmed but directed by steven spielberg fun fact point it out i dare you Fucking do it. if i'm wrong i'd rather find out that i'm wrong yeah. uh, and have you know the existential crisis of trying to figure out my life again then if that if that is what is if that's what defines your life then both of us really need to reevaluate our life we're doing a podcast on movie reviews yeah it's fine you would think that we would take that stuff pretty seriously yeah i guess that's true (laughs) i guess so i guess so so what do we have on the docket for next week next week we have a very serious movie which is going to be extremely hard to review and try to make a satire comedy podcast out of we are going with seven Oh, yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So we're doing seven. We're doing seven next week, which should be um, a uh, psychological torment. There's funny moments in the movie. Well, there's there's funny moments, and then there's also terrifying moments, you know, like um, spiked dildos (sighs) and things like that. Hey, we don't kink shame here. I'm shaming. I'm kink asking why. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is the literal definition of kink asking what the right. fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it gets it, that's a it's a tough movie. Yeah. It's a tough movie, and it's probably it's probably going to be one where Tyler's going to be like, "Do we have to go through it?" And I'm going to be like, no. "Well, it's seven. It's the seven deadly sins, so we I mean, kind of have to go before. through it like that." Yeah, I've seen it before. I'm fine but, with it. Yeah, it's not a movie that. So I'll the thing watch that sucks is that often. I only own it on VHS, and I don't have a VHS player. Your old person starting the show. I don't have a VHS player, which means my old person isn't starting to show. I just have it on VHS. But the fact that you hold on to VHS with the hopes of getting a VCR... That's because I don't own it on DVD. If I owned it on DVD, I would get rid of the VHS. However, I only own it on VHS. There's a simple answer to this. Digital? That or just buying some updated media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or I could get a VHS... Because I have some Disney movies that on VHS that I would like. I like to watch on VHS. Look, okay, I like. I I might have an old soul. It's fine. <sighs> anyway, VHS seven. is like the vinyl of movie media. I have a bunch of vinyl downstairs too. The vinyl, there's an argument to be made for that. VHS just degrades over time and isn't as good. Not mine because they haven't been used in quite some time. Anyway, so seven, uh, and Tyler will pick the beer because you've picked it, it for was like the last couple of weeks now. Two weeks. Two weeks, but that was this week was a fluke. But also, I enjoyed Bubble Stash by Hot Valley, so wasn't too much of a fluke. So you get to pick the next two weeks. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, send us beer recommendations and movie recommendations. You can follow us on Instagram at sendhelp underscore beer and movies or on Twitter. At uh, send underscore bam. Uh, and Gmail at send help bam. Wait. Send help bam at Gmail. I got that reversed. Man, I'm really on top of it today. It's fucking great. Is it not send help bam at Gmail? Yes, it is. You did it just fine then. No, I said on Gmail at. I, I kind of just reversed. Ah. A little bit. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible flub. Yeah, I know. I just yeah. if if you wouldn't have brought attention to it, people probably wouldn't even have noticed. But see, I can't. Yeah, because I know you can send an email to our Gmail at <laughs> sendhelpbam at gmail dot com. Yeah, there you go. Or you can like us on Facebook at send help. All we have in the desert is beer and movies colon podcast. <laughs> and that's it. That's it for this week. Go watch Hot Fuzz. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Hot Fuzz. I, I I would watch that again in a heartbeat. It is just such a great film. Well, it's one of your favorites, so. Yes. Yes. Anyway, that's Tyler. And that's k And we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. We'll see you. Oh. Man, I wonder if the lasagna is done yet. It is. Ooh. Give me, give me, give me.